Hello and welcome to episode 4 of the Peaceful Respite Podcast. My name is Brett Chalupa and let's just get right into it. To start off, this is the first episode in over a year that I've recorded and that's because I took a break from this project and recently decided to start it back up again. So I'm just going to pick up where I left off. If you're new to the podcast, it's a solo podcast with a new episode every week on the topic of Japanese video games. The format of the show is I could talk about what I've been playing, just to share my thoughts and feelings on the games I've been playing recently. After that, I run through any highlights in the news, and that's it. It's pretty low-key and laid-back, and just a way for me to share what I've been enjoying. If you haven't playing any games, or if I missed any news or anything, feel free to send me a tweet at Peaceful Respite on Twitter, and I'd be happy to hear what you've been playing or hear what I missed in the news. To start off with what I've been playing, since I haven't done a podcast in over a year, I thought I'd just run through some highlights of the past month of March. March saw the release of the Nintendo Switch, which I was able to pick up on the first day, and I've been pretty happy with it. It's a really solid, well-built piece of hardware. The whole gimmick or the the core proposition of being able to play in handheld mode and then dock it and play it on the TV is really cool, and it, it works well. It also changes really quickly, so... If you're playing on the TV, you lift it out of the dock and want to go sit on the couch or go bring it to bed, or if you're going out on the road or something, like on the bus or a car trip, it it just works really quickly. And I think that's good. There's no bloat, there's no lag, and I think the hardware is pretty impressive in terms of build quality. I The games I've gotten for it so far are Breath of the Wild, the new Zelda game, Blaster Master Zero, which is a remake in a retro style of the Blaster Master game for NES. I Am Setsuna, which is a JRPG that came out last year on PS4 and PC and got ported to Switch for launch. The game Voez, which is a rhythm game with a lot of J-pop and J-rock music. And I can't think of there's any other games I got. That pretty much sums it up in terms of the games I got. And I'll talk about each of those more in detail. In terms of the Switch 2, I got, I think the Joy-Con controllers attached to the console are, are pretty comfortable. It's not as comfortable as holding a regular controller, but honestly, it's it feels more comfortable than the 3DS and a bit more ergonomic in terms of where the shoulder buttons are and how it feels to just hold the thing. It feels it feels really good. It feels less like a toy than any of the other Nintendo consoles to date, which I think is a nice step up. If you're looking for more impressions on the Switch, I would check out the Peaceful Respite website. I wrote up a post called Nintendo Switch Impressions that goes into more details about what I think works, what I think doesn't. Highlights from that are, like I said, I like the build quality. Zelda Breath of the Wild is super good. I wish that there were more games on it, 
and I understand that a launch can be a little thin and a little lean, but there's not that much on the immediate horizon in the month of April or May. There's a couple games here and there, but it feels like it's a slow start, and with how poorly supported the Wii U was, I'm a little, I'm a little cautiously optimistic about how Nintendo's going to handle having a consistent output of games on the Switch. So time will tell with that, but I'm also, the article also covers the little hardware issues people have been experiencing, myself included. I haven't had the screen scratching issue, which folks online have been reporting that when you take the dock, when you take the Switch out of the dock and set it in, that there's these two plastic railings on the inside of the dock that face the screen, and when you take it out, it actually scratches the screen. I bought a microfiber sleeve to cover them so that it hopefully doesn't happen to my switch but that's a bummer there's also been reports of joy-con connectivity issues where the left joy-con controller specifically will stop the input will just stop registering if it's blocked if it's line of sight to the console is blocked by anything and i've experienced this even just two feet away from the the docked console where i put the joy-con under my desk just naturally while I was playing, and it stopped working, so I had to move it, you know, above my desk, and that that's a bummer, but who knows what'll happen with that. There was some recent news that Nintendo said it was a limited, it only impacted a limited number of Joy-Con, and they fixed it, so who knows. I think more, t- more time will tell more with that issue. So that's it on the Switch. I'd say I'm happy with it. I... I like the hardware a lot. I'm excited for a bunch of games on it, like Xenoblade 2, Mario Kart 8, Splatoon 2, Puyo Puyo Tetris, Stardew Valley, Wargroove. There's there's a bunch of games that I'm looking forward to playing on it, and I wouldn't recommend buying it yet, but I think it's something worth keeping an eye out for, because it could really be this solid console and handheld hybrid that takes, becomes where a lot of the great Japanese games on 3DS and Vita used to live and now live on Switch. I could totally see that happening just because it's, it's not, it's a really great platform for smaller experiences because you can play handheld or these kind of longer JRPG experiences. So I could totally see them, that Switch becoming the the new place for those smaller budget JRPGs, things like Bravely Default, Etrian Odyssey, a lot of the visual novels on Vita, Trails in the Sky, uh, the, the Legend of Hero series, like those kinds of games, I could totally see them going on Switch, which would be, which would be really sweet. So that's it on the Switch. I'll talk more about the games I've been playing on the Switch too, but first I want to talk about Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate. This game came out with the launch of the new Nintendo 3DS, and I played it then, but I decided to play it again this month for the Mon Month gaming along that Chic Pixel runs. If Chic Pixel is this really great blog by a person named Anne, it's chic c h i c dash pixel dot com, and every month there's a community game along where everyone plays a game with a specific theme. And this month was Monster Hunter games. And 
games that are like Monster Hunter, so games like God Eater, Freedom Wars, etc. I decided to play Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate because I tried to play it three or four times in the past and gave it an honest try. I understand what's happening in it, and I get the whole gist of the Monster Hunter loop, but it just never really grabbed me and sucked me in like so many people have so many people have had that experience where they just fall into it and really love Monster Hunter. And I appreciate it from the side, but it's never been this thing that really sucked me in. So I tried it again with Monster Hunter for Ultimate. I enjoyed playing it. I probably did 10 hunts or so. And tried out a bunch of different weapons. I think I landed on really enjoying the bow, but each weapon's a little different and it's fun to learn the learn the moves and go out on hunts with them. But it didn't, similar to times in the past, it didn't grab me and pull me in like I always hope it would. And that's okay. I think part of the issue for me is that it's not very comfortable on the 3DS. So my hands get cramped and the game is pretty demanding with the controls where you're moving the camera, moving your character, you're pulling off combos, trying to use items. You know, there's a lot going on, and it's I find it pretty difficult to do on the 3DS. Personally, my hands get pretty cramped. But I enjoyed playing Monster Hunter for Ultimate. I think I'll play Monster Hunter Generations a little bit, just to give it a try. And I'll talk more about Monster Hunter later in the episode. I've been playing probably the most game... The most game I played this month was The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is the new Zelda game. I've been playing it on the Switch. It works really well on the Switch, where playing it docked and on the larger screen with the Switch Pro Controller or the Joy-Con grip is really comfortable. It It's nice to just be able to sit back and experience the very beautiful world of Hyrule in this version of Zelda. And then to just be able to pick up the console and take it on the go also works really well, where the game, the game can be played in these longer runs and it feels feels like it, it totally makes sense they can also be played in these short experiences where you go and you explore right maybe you scale a mountain or there's these shrines where they take no more than five minutes to complete and a little short play session could be oh run find a shrine and complete it and play for about 10 15 minutes so i like how the game can be played in these longer play styles or these shorter play styles which I think is a super great fit for the Switch. All in all, just from a high level, I'm really enjoying Zelda. It's the open world nature of it, I think is handled really well. It's a lot of fun to explore. The world of Hyrule, the art direction is really, really beautiful. I think this has been said a lot before, but it really does look like a Studio Ghibli movie. And I don't know if any game has really nailed that, except Nino Kuni on the PS3. So it's cool to see see that art style, the characters look really good, and yeah, it's a really, really polished experience. I have a couple issues with the game. I don't like how slow the climbing is. It just kind of drives me nuts, but other than that, that's probably my only only big gripe with the game. It's fun. The music is good. It just kind of pops in, and it's these little little nice dramatic touches with the music. It's it's really reserved, and it's not over the top with the music, so when the music does come in, it feels, it really hits hard, which I, which I really enjoy. I'm trying to think what else, what else I enjoyed with Breath of the Wild. 
I don't really have too much to say about it, honestly. People, I've been playing it a lot without trying to do any combat, so I sneak around, I try not to fight monsters unless I have to, because I just don't, I don't know, fighting monsters isn't, which is funny saying that after playing Monster Hunter, but fighting in Zelda isn't super fun for me. I just like the exploring and running around. And the game is, is really nice because it does let you play in that more peaceful way, where you can take photos and collect mushrooms, you can cook food, ride your horse around, and just explore the vast world, which I'm really enjoying doing. I'd say I'm probably about 20 hours in, and I think I'll stick with it. I'd like to stick with it and keep playing it. That's pretty much it for Breath of the Wild. Everyone else is talking about it, so I'm not really sure I have anything too unique to add to that conversation. Other Switch games I'm playing, Blaster Master, like I said, it's a remake of NES game. I never played the original, so I thought this would be a fun game to jump in and try. It's made by Indy Creates, who made the Gunvolt games on 3DS. And it's pretty cool. I like the pixel art in Blaster Master. The kind of unique gimmick from it, even back in the NES days, is it goes from a side-scrolling game, where you're in this moving tank vehicle called the Sophia, and you can get out of the Sophia and run around side-scrolling, but then when you enter into certain rooms, the game actually goes top-down, where it turns into, yeah, a top-down 2D game, kind of like, I don't know, I guess like the original Zelda on NES, where you move in every different direction instead of just left and right and up and down. And that gimmick is pretty neat. You essentially just shoot a bunch of aliens and creatures, and along the way you're picking up upgrades for your character and your your little vehicle, Sophia. It's, it's fun. I've been playing it for, I think, maybe three or four hours in. I don't love it. I don't think it's, you know, it's not the greatest game I've ever played, but... It's an enjoyable experience, similar to Zelda, it works really well on the Switch, where it's got these shorter play sessions where you can just play it in handheld mode, or you can dock it and play it on the TV. I like that the game, I like the game's music a lot. I think the music is really fun, but yeah, it doesn't, hasn't really knocked my socks off, but it's a fun little game. I think it's maybe 10 bucks or something on the eShop, and I think if you're into retro, retro games and pixel art, I think you'll find a lot to appreciate with Blaster Master. I've been playing Voez on Switch. Voez is a rhythm game from, I think, a Taiwanese developer called Rayark. And Voez was originally released on iOS, which you can actually play, download and play a few songs for free, but it was, had a lot of microtransactions. And the Switch version is a complete package with all the songs. It's $25. And how it works is there's diamonds that move down the different lanes that are timed to the song and so you tap the lane when the diamond reaches the end of the lane so it's all about timing and tapping it with your fingers so i think that's a pretty common genre on ios but i haven't really played too many of those games and voas is pretty neat the music is a lot of vocaloid j-pop and electronic dance music and a little bit of j-rock there may be some other asian language music too but it's, the catalog is pretty good if you're into that kind of music. I don't think it's something that you would necessarily love or enjoy if you don't like that music, because that's kind of the whole premise of it. There's no story, really, or much beyond playing the songs, but I think it's nice to have a decent rhythm game on the Switch, and you can 
something that's unique to this game is it's the only only game on the Switch that doesn't allow you to use it docked because it relies solely on the Switch's touchscreen. You can't use the buttons to play it, so you can only play it when it's undocked, and part of me wishes you could play it with the buttons, but it would totally be a different game, but I don't know. I like a nice button rhythm game because it's not really comfortable for me to tap the screen a lot. Uh, kind of gets uncomfortable with my hands, and I'm not really sure where the Switch goes. It kind of moves around. But Voice is neat. It's worth checking out if you're into rhythm games and that sort of music. I have a video up on the site of me playing it, where I sample some of the songs, run through the catalog, just to give people a sense of what the songs are, and show off how the game works. So if you're into that, you can check that out. And that that pretty much wraps it up on the Switch. There, something I like about the Switch is that it's region free, so you can create a Japanese Nintendo eShop account and download games from the Japanese eShop, as well as demos. So I downloaded the Puyo Puyo Tetris demo, which that's coming out in North America late next month. But I thought I'd download the demo and play that just for something to play and to check it out. And that's super fun. I'm really excited for Puyo Puyo Tetris to come out. It's got this frantic pace and this weird kind of anime characters in it where you're playing and the characters are yelling out loud as you're, as you're, you know, getting Tetrises or performing combos. And I like the, I like the whole aesthetic of it. It's really frantic and really, really fun. It's really intense. Like I'll be playing it and I'll find myself really gripping the controller and feeling, you know, like getting really into it. So I'm, I'm excited for Puyo Puyo Tetris to come out next month. Other games I've been playing, I've been playing a bunch of mobile games. Oh wait, no, one more thing on the Switch side. Splatoon 2 Global Test Fire. So I'm recording this on Saturday, March 25th, and yesterday, the 24th, was the first day of the Splatoon 2 Global Test Fires, where it's this free, almost like demo to properly load test their servers for the online game. And I played both sessions yesterday. There was one at noon Pacific and 8 p.m. Pacific. I streamed and recorded the first one at noon, played for about a half an hour, and I played docked with the Pro Controller, and then I played at 8 p.m. just on the Switch in portable mode, so just to get a feel of both of those. My general impressions of the game are it feels exactly like Splatoon 1, with some new abilities, like their special moves and some new weapons, but all in all, it feels just like Splatoon 1, so I think if you're into Splatoon 1, this is more Splatoon. If you're not, if you weren't into Splatoon 1, then this probably isn't the game for you. It looks really good, it sounds good, runs great docked mode on TV, it runs great in portable mode. I don't, the demo is interesting, you couldn't really, you just choose your weapons, you couldn't customize your character or anything, which makes a ton of sense because you're just getting into the game and playing. It ran really well, there were no latency issues that I experienced, so that was cool. It was a fun game, I still like the non-violent approach of it, where it's, you can kind of have this objective of painting everything with your ink instead of necessarily focus on shooting everyone and killing them. So that's cool. I honestly was getting, I feel a little motion sick and nauseous after I play Splatoon. I felt that way after I played the first one and now the second one. So I'm not sure what's up with that. Might be, might be just me and maybe that kind of game isn't for me or maybe I just wasn't feeling so well on, on both of the various times I've played those games. But We'll see. That's supposed to come out in the summer. No release date yet or anything, but 
I'm sure I'm sure the people who really enjoyed Splatoon will will pick it up, and it'll be cool to have something like that, like a good multiplayer game on the Switch. Okay, back to what I was saying about mobile games. So uh, when I take the bus to work, I play games on my phone usually, and I'll just quickly run through these. Played Fire Emblem Heroes, played through the whole story. I think it's an okay game. I don't love the whole gotcha mechanic where you're drawing characters, especially when you get crappy draws. It's just not, I don't know. That's. It feels like that's the main draw of the game is getting the characters you like, but I don't really know any of the characters aside from the Awakening and Fates characters, so I don't really know those characters. And when you get crappy draws, it's just not a fun feeling. So uh, that that part of the game is a bummer for me. But the actual gameplay of the strategy gameplay is a lot of fun, where they took the complex large maps of Fire Emblem and then condensed them down into one screen quick experiences and simplified the the combat so that it just flows nicer. And I think that works really well. I enjoyed playing through all the story missions and building my team and leveling them up in that whole aspect. But it, it just felt like it lacked some of the depth of the more recent Fire Emblem games, which is understandable because it's a mobile game. But yeah, didn't love it, but I enjoyed it. It's free, so I mean, why the heck not try it? And played Super Mario Run. I bought the full game. It was $10. I really didn't enjoy it. I forced myself to finish it, but it wasn't it wasn't a game that I enjoyed playing at all. The way that Mario runs and the way the levels are designed, I just found myself dying constantly and just feeling really frustrated with not being able to control where Mario goes, where if you look at other runner games... When you die, it feels like it's your fault. But when I was dying in Super Mario Run, it felt like I was fighting the way Mario was jumping and moving. And that that was just a bummer. It felt like a subpar Mario game. But if some people enjoy it, that's great too. was not for me. And then finally, I've been playing Sword and Sorcery, which is not a Japanese game, but it's super Japanese-inspired. And it's this little little adventure game where you point and click and drag and there's a little bit of light combat and yeah it just has this really awesome aesthetic i think it came out maybe three or four years ago and i bought it but i never really played it so i just wanted to give the game a try and i've been i've been enjoying it the music's awesome and yeah it feels like it feels like a good mobile game i haven't finished it yet though so i still have more to play on that and then looking forward i'm gonna keep playing zelda I got Nier Automata, or Automata, and I'm going to play both of those this coming week, which I'm really excited for. Let's move on to the news. So first off, off the bat, most of this news comes from Gematsu.com. They're a really great website with Japanese game news, so if you're looking for more news content, I would check out Gematsu.com. There wasn't too much news this week, but... There are a couple things worth noting, so I figured I'd talk about them. A collection of the Seiken Densetsu games was announced for the Switch, set to come out in Japan on June 1st. That series is mostly known in the West as the Secret of Mana series. So the first three games, which the first one is called Final Fantasy Adventure, the second one is Secret of Mana, which both of those got released in the West. Secret of Mana was for the Super Nintendo, and then Seiken Densetsu 3, which never came out in America. But there's probably fan localizations of it too, if you ever want to play it. But 
Anyways, that's coming to Switch, which is really, really neat if you're into those games. I doubt it'll get released in the West since that third game was never translated, but I think that would be really cool if it did. And I'm happy to see the Switch getting getting little collections like this of classic games. And since the Switch is region-free, it would be really easy to import the game. So, yeah, that's cool. I never played any of those games. Secret of Mana is one of those things where I wanted to always check it out, but I never have. People, people seem to really like them, so maybe one day I'll check that out. In terms of other games getting a port or remakes, Radiant Historia, which was a... DS game by Atlas is getting a 3DS remake. It's called Radiant Historia Perfect Chronology. It's coming out June 29th. It looks like it has some minor graphical tweaks and some new story content, but all in all, it looks very similar to the original game. It's a JRPG, turn-based combat, where there's some time-traveling mechanics. It has really nice art. I played it on the DS when it came out. Never finished it, but I, I don't know. I probably played like a dozen hours of it. And it's a good game. Really solid. It has some good Chrono Trigger comparisons. And I think it holds up. Very different game, but some similar things with the time travel mechanics. So I, I think that's interesting that the game's getting a 3DS remake. There's no word on it getting released in the West, but I could see it getting released just because there's a lot of people who really love that game and maybe didn't get a chance to play it. Or the people who didn't get a chance to play it on DS could then play it on the 3DS. But also at the same time, you could go out and just buy it on the DS and play it. And you'll probably find it for like 20 bucks or something pretty cheap. Maybe not. I, I'm not sure where it's at these days. But yeah, you could just get it and play it on the DS. So uh, still cool, though, that it's getting a 3DS remake. Monster Hunter Double X or Double Cross, which is the latest entry in the Monster Hunter series. It's the sequel to Monster Hunter Generations, which was also known as Monster Hunter Cross in Japan. Got released on the 3DS last week. And it sold just under 850,000 copies, which is pretty solid. I think it's a lot less than the previous games, but it's not its not a full new game, right? It's just a, an expansion to the last game, like the ultimate version of it. So that's cool. Still no word on that coming to the West, but I think that game would be really awesome on the Switch. So I wrote up an article on the website about why Monster Hunter would be great on the Switch. And I'm just kind of... Sitting here hoping that we'll see that game released in the West and hopefully on the Switch because I think it would be a really good fit for that. And finally in the news is Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth Hacker's Memories was announced to be coming to the West in early 2018, which the game is a sequel to the original Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth game, which came out for Vita and PS4. I think the new one's also coming out for Vita and PS4. I never played it. That's not really, it's just a game that was never really on my radar, but I think that's cool for people who enjoyed the first one. Maybe I'll check it out when it comes out, but there are some other details about the story and info, but yeah, it just looks like pretty normal JRPG. So yeah, that's the news. That's, that's what I got. Thank you very much for listening to episode four of Peaceful Respite. You can follow me on Twitter at Peaceful Respite, or you can go to the website and check out videos and other written feature content and thank you very much